0: Hello, good people. Welcome back to the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Cody Foger, flying solo tonight. Uh, obviously, the Colts have a short week to play Thursday night football against the Houston Texans. Um, and because of that, my guys, uh, typical guys who are on here, Andrew and Derek, uh, both are unavailable in time to record this preview podcast of Colts versus Texans. So you guys are stuck with me tonight, but that's okay. We have a lot to dive into tonight. Uh, I guess today rather I'm recording it in the nighttime. But But by the time this podcast drops It'll probably be uh, morning, afternoon Depending on when you listen to it Before the game on Thursday I'm recording this on Wednesday night uh, So there's a lot to dive into Obviously a huge, huge game uh, Playoff impl- implications on the line uh, Both Colts and Texans Sitting there at 6-4 uh, They've already met once this year And the Colts came out victorious At Lucas Oil Stadium um, But saying that both teams are uh it's kind of interesting because both teams are coming off of really complete opposite games last week uh the colts last week obviously beat jacksonville 33 to 13 and houston really got embarrassed by baltimore they only scored a touchdown uh, got blown out by the baltimore ravens Um, so really a tale of two teams this last week but um, Houston's still a good team, um, despite some of the stuff that's gone down. Uh, a lot of injuries on both sides, and we'll dive into that a little bit later. Um, there's a lot, a lot riding on this game. Obviously, AFC South supremacy right now. The Colts have the division lead because they, like I mentioned, had already beat Houston once this year. Um, but right now, um, the Colts. You know, the Colts last year. Um, and, you know, I know it's a different year, different teams, but um, last year the Colts actually. Where it's interesting, I don't know how this happened, but they lost in Indianapolis last year, and then they went to Houston twice and beat the Texans pretty soundly both games. Um, I think the first game was a little bit closer, but um, really the, it was it wasn't as close as the score indicated. Um, the Colts really did a good job of shutting down De, shutting down DeAndre Hopkins last year. Uh, the Texans obviously their stud receiver, probably Hall of Fame worthy receiver. Um, Pierre Desir did a good job, and we'll we'll, we'll touch on that because it looks like Desir might be good to go. Um, For Thursday's action, Um, but I thought first we could start looking at a little bit of league rankings. I think that's always a good place to start. That's what I always want to do um, in my preview podcast, so we can look right now. Um, Houston has a dynamic offense. They really do, Um, and it's interesting because with a quarterback like Sean Watson, you think they would they would be really, really good at passing the football, and maybe not so great at running the football. But it's interesting because Houston, right now, um, they're actually 13th in the league in passing yards per game, which is pretty good. Um, just about right in the middle there, a little a little better than league average. Um, but they are fifth in rushing yards per game um, with 140.7. Right now, uh, and then they're six overall in total yards per game. So they're pretty balanced offensively. Uh, they can run the football when they need to, obviously with Carlos Hyde um, and Duke Johnson, both uh, new guys this year. Um, with with their run with their running back um, Lamar Miller going out with an injury early in the year. Um, I think it was actually before the season. Um, and so yeah, with that, um, Houston's still sixth right now in total yards per game. Just just a hair over 400 yards per game, which is pretty crazy. Uh, pretty good there, um, and they're 10th in points per game uh, with 24.5. Um, so they really have a really good offense. Um, and the Colts right now uh, rank, rank 16th in points per game, 22.7. Houston obviously 24.5. Uh, so the Colts that's it's good for 16th in the league uh, in total yards per game. The Colts, uh, the Texans have a, a big edge of statistically on the Colts right now. Uh, the Colts are ranked 22nd in the league at 358 yards per game. Uh, that being that big reason why is because they're 28th in the league in passing yards per game with only 216.9. Uh, but they do have the edge in uh, in against Houston in rushing yards per game. Obviously, that last game when the Colts had two guys in Marlon Mack and Jonathan Williams going over 100 yards apiece, uh, that certainly helps. Uh, so the Colts right now sit at fourth best uh, at rushing yards per game, 141.1 they average. Um, and so some interesting stuff. Um, defensively, um, and I'll kind of dive into this a little in a little bit. Um, so defensively, Houston right now they they are ranked nineteenth in points per game allowed, uh, allowing just over twenty three points per game, twenty three point two. Indianapolis fifteenth in the league, allowing a little over twenty. Um, and against uh, yards per game allowed, Houston really struggles here. Um, They're allowing the 25th uh, most yards per game, or I'm sorry, they're ranked 25th uh, in yards per game allowed. They're allowing almost 400 yards per game, uh, allowing 391.1. So as good as their offense is at creating yards, their defense is equally as bad allowing yards. And and injuries have in part due to that, um, but both sides have injuries. Uh, The Colts right now, um, they had a really shaky start, I think, to start the year. But the Colts right now, they uh, they're looking good in yards per game allowed, only allowing 340.6 yards per game, which is obviously phenomenal. Um, You have to credit Matt Matt Eberflus and this staff defensively for the kind of performance they put on. I mean, really, since that Kansas City, really since I would say that Kansas City game started, but right after that Oakland game where they completely got embarrassed on defensively, it was just a rough go. The Colts defense has been really, really good. At really just every aspect, they've been really good at. I know the rush defense early on uh, was not looking good. Um, In that first game against the Chargers, they got gashed. Uh, They really, really struggled, Um, but they've been really, really good. Uh, I I believe they still haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher this year uh, despite the shaky start. Uh, so this defense, they're they're good. They're actually like the strong point of this team, which is really weird for Colts fans. I think for so many years, when you thought of the Colts, you thought of Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck, very dynamic offense, and really the Achilles heel of the team was the defense. I mean, that's really how it was for so long. Um, so I think it's it takes fans a long time, and it takes me a long time. I'm still not uh, really used to it, I guess uh that that the colts are a good defensive team but you know their offense their passing game of all things could be a liability and be a reason why they wouldn't win um wouldn't win games it's it's a weird it's a weird concept it's kind of like an alternate universe almost um because we know the success the colts have had and just how fortunate they've been for so many years um of really you know having elite quarterbacks i mean really since I was a fan uh, since '98. Really, the Colts have had two <laughs> Hall of Fame talent because I think if Andrew Luck would have played, he would have ended up in the Hall of Fame eventually. Uh, Peyton Manning obviously is, gonna, is, it, is uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, I mean, he you know he set the touchdown record twice. He holds very many passing records. Um, so Peyton Manning obviously first ballot Hall of Famer, um, and Andrew Luck. You know, could have been. You know, it's always going to be the story with Andrew. Like, what could have been um, if if certain things were just better for them. Um, so right now, against the run, going back to defense, I, the Texans are 13th against the run, um, rushing yards per game, I should say. Um, they allow a little over 100 yards, 102. So that would say that was probably their – If there was a strength on this defense, they're not very good. But if there was a strength, it's probably against the running game. They're about average. Uh, the Colts sit there at ninth right now only 96.8 yards per game so that's pretty good um, and let me look here really fast against the pass uh, passing yards per game here let me pull this up sorry um, okay so, this is where Houston really struggles, I know, um, and they've had to cycle in corners. Yeah, they are 29th in the league against the pass, so could be a good day for Jacoby Brissett and company. And in that first matchup, Brissett really had a good game. I believe he threw for over 300 yards, um, and this offense was really humming the whole day. Um, and they, they, I thought they had a really good game. I thought some some issues that they potentially had last week was the pass protection that certainly has been shaky this year. Uh, picking up free blitzers, I know, has been a struggle this year for this offensive line ever since training camp. I mean, really, it's been a, it's been a problem. Um, and so, you know, this is the kind of game where Jacoby Brissett has to have another one of his uh, one of his good games, and I think that's how the Colts are going to have to beat Houston because um, Houston's pretty decent against the run game. You can still run on them. But and also this defensive front for Houston is just not the same um, as it was a year ago with Jadavian Clowney and JJ Watt being injured. Um, Yeah, it's really it's completely different. Um, They still have a good quarter. They still have a you know solid players, but nobody like a JJ Watt type player. So back to that game against Houston um, on November on I'm sorry October 20th, uh, the Colts won 30 to 23. Uh, Jacoby Rissette had 326 passing yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Um was only sacked once in that game. Um and he also uh yeah, he also added a few rushing attempts as well, but he didn't turn the he he fumbled it once. I remember that. He fumbled it once, but other than that, he took very good care of the ball. And that's what he's gonna have to do again, I think, in this in this game. Um Houston's very, very beat up in their secondary, very beat up. Uh I mean they have they've brought in a ton of guys this year. Uh, they brought in, uh, the, obviously they traded for uh, Garyon Conley, um, and then they, they just signed um, former first-round pick. Oh, Gary Ann Conley was a first-round pick, and they also signed Quentin Hargroves uh, uh, from Tampa Bay. I think, I think his name's Quentin Hargroves. I know his last name's Hargroves. I, I, I know there's a couple guys with that last name, so I think I got his name right. If I didn't, uh, oh well. Um, but a couple injuries, um, Lonnie Johnson, uh, with an ankle injury, he's out. Justin Reed, the, the strong safety, is out. Mike Adams, the free safety, is out. Um, and then Bradley Roby and Deshaun Gibson. Um, Bradley Roby's a corner. Deshaun Gibson is a free safety. They're both questionable for this game. Um, and then Will Fuller is the only other player that's that's questionable for this game. It's on their injury list. Um, so... Saying that, all the injuries really are in the secondary for Houston. So if there was a week that the Colts passing game could get going, it would probably be against this this really porous Texans pass defense. I mean, they've tried to patch it up all year, and it hasn't worked at all. Um, and so, yeah, the Colts definitely need to attack them um, vertically, and certainly getting back a guy like T.Y. Hilton would be a huge, huge lift for this offense. And, and Hilton actually practiced today. Obviously, it was a walkthrough. That's what the Colts, that's what they do. Um, that's what teams do if they have to play a Thursday night game because you gotta rest, right? And and you know that's a whole dif- different topic, whole different discussion for another time. But um, there's not a whole lot of rest involved, um, you know, for football players. You need you need time to rest, and just having a Thursday night game, four games after you just play a full sixty minute game. I mean, really, your body's gonna wear down, and so. Um, T.Y. Hilton's been out with the calf injury for a few weeks now. Uh, The offense has struggled. The passing game in particular has really struggled. Uh, But T.Y. Hilton is questionable. Um, And I believe that he told reporters that if if he checks, if all the boxes are checked, he's going to play. Um, we obviously have talked <laughs> time and time again. Uh, I was joking with uh, one of my buddies from the fan, uh, Kevin Bowen, about about T.Y. Hilton. And I was just like, at, one po- at what point is Houston just going to rename their stadium Hilton Stadium? Because seriously, like every time the Colts play Houston in that stadium, T.Y. Hilton goes off for 150, 200 yards. It's absolutely wild what that man has done in Houston. Um, so if he plays, that definitely helps this offense out a lot. Um. And the, here's a quote uh, from Hilton here. Uh, he says, me not being in there, teams play totally different. They play out of character. That's what they've been doing. If I'm able to go back out there, then we'll be a tough team. Um, and I think that's kind of telling of the struggles the Colts have had offensively this year um, in a passing game that really has not been um, a guy that's really stepped up. And injuries have played a part in this. I mean, the Colts have been for multiple weeks now without their top three receivers in T.Y. Hilton. Devin Funches, who got injured the first game of the season, has Ben Ir has been brought up from IR, um, but I doesn't. I don't think he would play this game. Um, but he's been out for a while, and then Paris Campbell, who fractured his hand, should be back some point in December. Um, so the Colts have been missing some of that, and it's really it's really caught up with them. And um, you know, it's kind of like at this point. Um, this passing offense has to figure out something. Zach pascal has been pretty good. He's really been the uh, – and also Marcus Johnson. I have to give credit to Marcus Johnson. He had a, he had a touchdown last week, a crucial touchdown there. Uh, for a guy that's been brought up from the practice squad, I thought he's played pretty decent. But you just need a difference maker, and T.Y. Hilton is certainly a difference maker, especially in Houston. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, overall – um, if Hilton plays, this is totally a different offense. Uh, they can get the passing game going again. Um, that would be huge, huge, huge for them. It really would. It's 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 wild the difference in this Colts offense when Hilton is on and off the field. I believe last week was the first time they've won a game with Hilton being out of the lineup. So that tells you how important of a guy he is to this offense and to this team. Really, he's. I mean, uh, here are some stats from the eight games that Hilton has played in Houston. He has 46 catches, 1,018 yards, uh, 22.13 yards per reception, and seven touchdowns. And so, obviously, he has had the Texans number for years, um, and Houston fans should probably be worried if Hilton (laughs) suits up. Even if he doesn't get a ton of targets, he's still a threat out there, and that allows a lot of your other receivers to have one-on-one matchups, and so you know if Zach, you know, say Zach Pascal and Ty Hilton play, Zach Pascal gets a lot more looks, um, and it gets other guys open. That, that's really the big thing. Um, but you know, if Hilton's gonna go, he might get some targets his way, and we know what he's done really to the Texans over the years. And so um, I'm watching that; that's worth monitoring. Um, he's a limited participant in practice today, but that's certainly good news for the Colts um, offensively. Um, some other guys, Mo Ali Cox, who injured his thumb, he's questionable. Um, maybe not a, a lot of Colts fans know a whole lot about Mo Ali Cox, but he's really been really crucial. He's had a couple catches this year, but he's been really crucial in the run block game. Um, I thought he had a really, really good game last week. Um, he was opening up holes, obviously, for the Colts to have really a record breaking um, performance on the ground. It was, you know, Mo Ali Cox was a key cog in that. Um, Eric Ebron, also questionable so the Colts could be down two tight ends potentially. Um, he's not ruled out though. he he injured his ankle last week. Um, and then the another one worth monitoring um, is Rock Yasin, who got injured after I believe he made a tackle for loss. Um, last week, and then I believe he actually got injured on that. He made his first career interception, which shout-out to Rakia Sin. Um, It's been an up-and-down year for him, but it's good to see the Temple product, the Temple rookie, get his first interception. But he got injured before, and then he tried to play on that injury, and then um, he got injured again, so he hurt his ankle. He's questionable for this game. Uh, The good news, though, for the Colts, it looks like Pierre Desir is going to go. We talked about Desir um, and the importance he, he really brings to this defense I mean dezier has not played a whole lot this year um but when he's been out there he's been effective um and we know what he's done what Pierre Deszi's done against the Texans I mean he's he shut down DeAndre Hopkins multiple times last year um in Houston nonetheless um, which is crazy to me that like <laughs> I mean when you think of DeAndre Hopkins you think of a guy who's just a beast, honestly. Like he he's unguardable. He's really that type of player. But Pierre Desir has really like it's unbelievable what he did against DeAndre Hopkins last year. Um and I thought he did a pretty decent job on Hopkins again this year. Um he didn't quite have, you know, the performance that he had. I mean, how could you? I mean, he shut down one of the league's best receivers. Obviously, that guy is gonna have um some games where he scores and he does things. It's just kind of how it goes with those really elite players like him. Um, but the Sears only played in six games this year, had an interception in one of the games that he played. Um, but you know, in that Houston game, I mean, he played pretty well. I would say, um, I, I believe he had an interception in that game. Don't quote me on that, but, um, I believe Pierre to Uh, let me pull that up real fast. Yeah. He had an interception in the last Houston game. So, He's ready to go again, Um, and if Rocky Asin can't go for whatever reason on a short week, um, the Colts should feel okay about having Pierre Dizier, Kenny Moore, uh, Marvell Tell, who's also played really, really well as a rookie, Um, and then maybe even Quincy Wilson. I know Shaq Taylor is out, so maybe Wilson will get some run there at corner. Um, So the Colts could could have and should have at least four solid corners out there, which they should feel good about, Um, but... So that's that's good news on the injury front for the Colts there. Um, some guys who are out. Kari Willis suffered a concussion. Uh, the fourth-round pick who's been a, probably the best defensive rookie on the team by far. Probably the best rookie on the team by far. Um, I, mean, I mean, the Colts drafted basically all defense, so um, if he's the best defensive player, he's probably the best rookie um, on the team. Marlon Mack injured his hand out, so it looks like Jonathan Williams um, and Jordan Wilkins will split time at running back. Um, which both have been effective when given the chance, which is good. Paris Campbell out with a hand injury. We talked about he'll be back sometime early December. Uh, Shaq Taylor out, who is a, D, who is a corner as well. Um, but you have some flexibility at that corner position as well um, with Roland Milligan. Um, but I, I think Milligan would probably try to play more safety considering Kyrie Willis is out. Um, but he has some flexibility there. Could play some corner in a pinch for you. Um so those are some of the injuries to watch. Again, the big one is T.Y. Hilton. Um, if one of these tight ends can go or both of these tight ends can go. Um, Rocky Asin, it would be nice if he could go, but it's understandable you have insurance if he's not able to go with Pierre Dezier and some of those guys. Um, so the Colts really, I mean, they're in decent shape right now. Um, for, you know, for how beat up the Colts are, the Texans are also equally beat up. Um, so that would be worth monitoring for sure. Um, You know, I think for me, I have a couple keys for this game. I know this is usually where Derek gets his keys to the game, uh, but I'm going to give a couple of my keys to the game, and I'll give my prediction for this game. Um, So, for me, I think, first off, you got to get pressure on Deshaun Watson. Um, I think the Colts know this. Um, They've been getting pretty decent pressure, especially from Justin Houston, who has eight sacks right now, leads the team. Um, He's had a couple more that he probably should (laughs) have had sacks in, but uh, he hasn't finished it, uh, but he's got a lot of pressure this year. He's been really, really good addition for this Colts defense. Um, so you have to get pressure on him. got to get interior pressure, which I think has been lacking this year, and that's something the Colts will have to address this next year in the draft. Um because the interior pressure just hasn't been there. Danico Autry has not nearly been the player he was last year in terms of getting pressure. Neither has Marcus Hunt, who's really disappeared. He actually got benched for Grover Stewart, which shout out to Grover Stewart. I think he's had a phenomenal year overall. Um Jabal Sheard, he's you know, he's a solid player. He can get some sacks for you, but he's never gonna be a double digit sack guy. He's really, really good against the run though. Um but you know you gotta you gotta be creative. You gotta get some pressure. Maybe bring Kenny Warren in a blitz. I know he had a sack last week. Um, it was a big big sack for him. Uh, and just be creative. Send some send some blitzes. Send you know send some pressure to Sean Watson's way. Um, and also just contain him in the pocket because I've noticed with the Sean Watson and watching some film on him. Um, you know, it seems like when he makes those errors, especially against Indianapolis earlier in the year, uh, he makes them within the pocket. It's when he's outside of the pocket where he can make those crazy type of plays. Um, so if you keep him in the pocket, you keep him contained. I think you have a good shot at slowing this Houston Texans offense down. Um, I think another key for me is you got to establish a run early and you got to establish it often. Um, obviously Marlon Mack, um, being out for who knows how long, especially he's, for sure, out for this game. That's a big loss because Mac is actually the fifth best running back in terms of rushing yards this year. Um, he's played at a Pro Bowl level all year. Um, he's been really, really good for the Colts. But you know, you got some options. You got some guys that you like. You got Jonathan Williams, who went over 100 yards. Who had a really, really good game. Um, and you, you know, you also have Jordan Wilkins, who I think in, in limited roles this year, he's been really, really good for the Colts. Um, he's a good. Change of pace back for you, and if they're splitting time, uh, I really think that you know the Colts can't establish the run. I think that's going to be important. And in my final key, um, it's kind of like two keys in one. Um, but I think it's really you got to get the passing offense open. Um, you got to you got to really break out of your funk that you've been in for the last couple weeks. Really, the last month, um, this passing offense has been pretty dormant. And so um, I think there are some keys within this key in order to do this. And I think, first off, you got to be better in protection. Um, Jacoby Brissett was sacked multiple times last last game, and um, it kind of got swept under the rug, I think, a little bit with how good the Colts were at running the football last week. I mean, historic day. You don't really talk about the issues um, up front in protection. Um, But that is an issue, and it's been an issue for a couple games now. And I think that's something the Colts are going to have to fix. They really are. Um, so you got to protect your quarterback, and also the receivers have to get separation. Even if Ty Hilton plays, these receivers need to step it up. They really do. It's it's been pretty ugly. I mean, there hasn't been a guy that's really stood out. Zach Pascal's had moments, but there's not really an over the top guy um, that you know you would scheme for if you're a defensive coordinator right now. And injuries do play a part in that. Um, but for some of these young receivers, some of these guys, they got to step it up. They got they got to really have a good performance. I and mean, maybe the the addition of Hilton, if he does play, will certainly help them get open and get more opportunities. But they got to take advantage of those opportunities um, by protecting their quarterback and also getting open for him. Um, this is a, certainly a good game to do that. Probably the best chance you'll have all year. Um, because, yeah, like we said, Houston has a very, very poor passing defense, and so I think the Colts certainly have the opportunity to do that um, and expose this Houston secondary, and I think that's what you got to do. you got to attack this defense, attack their weaknesses, establish the run. If you can establish a run, you can certainly pass it really, really well. Um, so those are my three keys to the game, and this game is was difficult for me to gauge um, kind of what I thought was going to happen in this game because – um, I believe when I did my season predictions with Derek, I believe I said, or one of us said, that we thought the Colts would lose this game. I think I thought the Colts would win this game, but I think Derek thought the Colts would lose this game, so send him all the hate comments or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this is a really difficult game, but ultimately I think that, you know, this is going to be the trick for the Colts. It seems like this year... Uh, we don't really know what this Colts team is, and it's crazy to think, you know, sitting there at six and four. We just have no idea. Because, I mean, outside of this Houston game, this outlier game, or I'm sorry, outside of this last game that they played, the Jacksonville game, this outlier game, all the games have been one possession games. I mean, that can be good for you because you can play up to your competition, but that can also be bad, like we saw in the Miami game, especially when you play down to your competition and you lose games that you should not have any business even being close in. And so the Colts simply, you know, Houston's a good team, but they're banged up, and they're very, very vulnerable right now. I mean, Deshaun Watson is still getting hit a lot, and, I mean, they have nobody in their secondary, and J.J. Watts injured, and, you know, half half their secondary is injured at this point, um, if not all their secondary. And so you got to take advantage of that. You cannot afford to come out flat. You cannot afford to... Think about your past accomplishments. Like, yeah, we played a really good game against Jacksonville. Well, yes, you did. But you got to do it again. This is something I have been saying since the beginning, since we started this season. I said if the Colts want to be considered one of the top contenders in the AFC, they have to start dominating teams and putting teams away like good teams do. I mean, we've seen it with New England. We've seen it with Baltimore this year. You know, we've seen it with the Saints. We've seen it with these elite teams, the teams that we would consider Super Bowl contenders. And the Colts just haven't really done that. I mean, this Jacksonville game was certainly a good step, and hopefully it's a trend in the right direction for this team. But so far this year, they just have not done that. And that's why I just I can't say that the Colts are Super Bowl contenders yet because I haven't seen it over multiple weeks. But this is definitely a good game. You know, you're shorthanded. Both teams are shorthanded. This is a good game to go... Shock the world and go prove that you belong in the AFC elite. And I think the Colts have to do that if they want to be considered a good team. If they, you know, we think they're a good team, they they've shown very good things, but they've also shown really, really poor things. And so you got to shore up everything, and you you just got to evaluate yourself, and you got not get too high after a big win because this is a big, this is the biggest game probably of the season, and the Colts have to win this game. I mean, they have to win this game if they have any hope of winning this division this year and getting some home field advantage. And so that's my take on this game. Uh, I'll give you my score prediction here. Um, I think the Colts defense has been phenomenal this year. Um, but I also think that Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins in this offense are also really, really good, and they're in Houston. So I'm going to say, I, th- I this is going to be tough for me. Um, I do think the Colts win because I think Houston is just so shorthanded in the secondary, I think the Colts can do whatever they want. Um, I think it's going to be a little high, higher-scoring game. I'm going to say it's going to be 31-24 to Colts victory. Um, I mean, the Colts have won the last two games in NRG Stadium. Um, they've really, really played really well, really well honestly, all things considered. Um, but I believe they... Oh, man, did they win that game in 2017 against Houston in Houston? I think they won in NRG Stadium for a while now. I mean, uh, let me pull that up because I'm not not—I'm not 100% sure. Uh, humor me real fast while, they, uh, while I pull this up because I think the Colts have been victorious in NRG Stadium for, like, I want to say this is going to be, like, the third year in a row they have a chance to be victorious in NRG Stadium. Obviously, they played that playoff game last year in NRG Stadium. Um, And they won in pretty dominated fashion, honestly. Um, But, sorry, my my internet is not loading. It never loads when you want it to. Um, But anyway, regardless, the Colts have been very, as of recent, the Colts have had some good success in Energy Stadium. T.Y. Hilton certainly has had some great success in Energy Stadium. Um, So the Colts have a chance to do it again. Hopefully they do it, and hopefully, honestly, I I hope that they, they win by two scores. I think that would be a huge statement game. Um, they've been disrespected all year. They played down to their competition a lot, but I think they have a real good chance to send a message to the league that we are here to stay. Yes, we are a young team, but we are a good team, and that's what the Colts are going to have to do. They're going to have to dominate this game from start to finish. They cannot afford to get lax. They're playing calling cannot afford to get vanilla. They have to keep the gap, keep the pedal on the gas. Honestly, they have to they have to put their foot down on the pedal and they have to just go. And they have to not stop, and they have to dominate. Um, They have to do what they did last week, basically, again. Um, They have to shut down this team. They really do. And I think they have a good chance to do it. I think they're certainly trending in the right direction. I have all the faith in the world in Frank Reich and his staff and what Chris Ballard has brought in talent-wise. So I think the Colts have a good shot to do it. Um, I think they really just have to go out and prove it now. And if they can, they can definitely uh, flip the switch on the AFC um, and who knows? Who knows where they could end up? They could be the number two, number three. Who knows where they could end up? The NFL is so unpredictable. Um, we're entering Week Twelve. There's a few more weeks left. A lot can happen. Um, but the Colts have a chance here, and they really need to take advantage. So um, that's kind of my. It might be a little bit shorter. Um, there's no. You know, I love the thing I love about Derek is he always brings an interesting perspective on um, on this game, um, and so you know. He he's great. I lo- love Derek and love what he brings to this podcast. Um, but I thought this is a good podcast. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed just kind of talking to myself uh, and kind of talking to you guys and kind of putting my thoughts out on the podcast. And um, so I think I think this is a this is obviously a huge game. Um, I think the Colts have a good shot to win it, and I think uh, ultimately they can. So we'll just see how it plays out Thursday night. Well. And uh, I think that's all I have for you guys. I appreciate you as always. Appreciate your support and your love, um, and your kind comments to us. It really, we really, really appreciate it. Um, we'd love to do something for you guys, for all our listeners, because uh, you, you mean the world to us. Um, you guys, you guys send us love um, and just just support us in, in our work and. And this is really we do this for fun, and but we also do it for you guys because we want to bring this quality content, the best quality content that we can bring um, to you guys, based off of off of what we've heard and kind of the the opinions that we formulated from listening to others and growing. Um, And I think ultimately that's what it's about. It's about just learning and, and accruing all this information, acquiring all this information. Um, and and then just giving our honest opinion and our honest take on it. And I think that's what we always strive to do. We always strive to to take our fandom out of it. Um, and We do that for a reason because we think that you know we 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 value analysis more than we value than we value basically just just pandering to fandom. Um, and that's kind of why we do what we do. Um, some people may not love that because we never get super super excited. We never get super super down. Um, there, are stu- there are certain weeks where it's certainly depressing and sad uh, from our fan's perspective, but we try to be pretty, pretty level-headed about it, and um, try to just provide really unbiased opinions on the team. Um, and so, we just appreciate you guys so much for all that you, all that you do for us, and all you, your support and your love for us. And um, we're going to definitely continue to do our best to bring the best Colts, Colts content that we can um and yeah that that's that's really the goal for us we just do this for fun we both work jobs outside of this and uh that's just the heart behind it we're just two guys who love football and love the colts and that's all we want to do so thank you guys really appreciate all your support and uh yeah go colts